Good evening, and before we dive into this bombshell investigation, I wanted to let you know that earlier today I published an exclusive interview between myself and Dr. Ryan Cole over on Epic TV, wherein we discussed many, many different topics, including how the synthetic pseudouridine that's present in the mRNA vaccines causes the spike protein production within the body to last for possibly months following vaccination. It's a phenomenal interview that you can check out over on Epic TV. I'll throw a link to it. It'll be down in the description box below. And now, let's actually dive into this investigation. And to start with, this man here is Dr. Jesse Bloom. He is an evolutionary biologist as well as a virologist. And last year, Dr. Bloom was working on a research paper whose findings suggested that COVID, and therefore the pandemic itself, had in fact leaked out of a lab in Wuhan. And by June of last year, well, after many, many months of research, Dr. Bloom already had a fully prepared draft of his paper ready to be peer-reviewed. However, this is where things took a turn for the absurd, as he was met with extreme opposition, as well as even what appeared to be outright censorship from our very own scientific establishment right here in America, including from Dr. Fauci, as well as from Dr. Collins. Now, let me really set the stage for you and give you a bit of background on what exactly happened here, starting with a short introduction to the four main doctors that we'll be discussing. First, you of course have Dr. Jesse Bloom, who is the evolutionary biologist working on this research. Then you have Dr. Fauci, who is the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases Agency. And then you have his boss, Dr. Francis Collins, who was the head of the NIH during this time. And then lastly, you have Dr. Christian Anderson. He is a professor in the Department of Immunology and Microbiology over at the Scripps Research Institute. Now, after working through approximately 10,000 leaked documents, a phenomenal investigative journalist named Catherine Eban over at Vanity Fair of all places, she was able to piece together exactly what happens to scientists like Dr. Bloom, who questioned the official narrative surrounding the origins of COVID. Here's specifically how her investigative report begins, quote, on June 18th, 2021, an evolutionary biologist named Jesse Bloom sent the draft of an unpublished scientific paper he'd written to Dr. Anthony Fauci. The paper Bloom had written, known as a preprint because it had yet to be peer-reviewed or published, contained sensitive revelations about the National Institutes of Health, the federal agency that oversees biomedical research. In the interest of transparency, he wanted Fauci, who helms an NIH sub-agency, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, to see it ahead of time. Under ordinary circumstances, the preprint might have sparked a respectful exchange of views, but this was no ordinary preprint and no ordinary moment. Now, I just wanted to pause here for a quick moment and remind you that this was all taking place at a time when, by and large, the mainstream narrative was that the virus had come out of the wet market in Wuhan, that it somehow naturally jumped from some sort of an animal species over to humans. And so during this time period, people were still being branded as conspiracy theorists for talking about the lab origin theory. However, as you'll see in a moment, there was a healthy contingent of high-level scientists, including Dr. Bloom himself, who was looking into and investigating the real possibility that the virus had leaked from the P4 level laboratory that was right up the street from the wet market, where we now know that Chinese researchers were conducting bad coronavirus tests and even manipulating those viruses in order to test them on humanized mice. Regardless, this is how the investigative report continues. Quote, Bloom's paper was the product of detective work he'd undertaken after noticing that a number of early SARS-CoV-2 genomic sequences mentioned in a published paper from China had somehow vanished without a trace. The sequences, which map the nucleotides that give a virus its unique genetic identity, are key to tracking when the virus emerged and how it might have evolved. In Bloom's view, their disappearance raised the possibility that the Chinese government might be trying to hide evidence about the pandemic's early spread. 
Now, I should probably mention here that Dr. Bloom studies evolution using viruses and viral proteins as his base models. And so in this regard, well, what he's attempting to do is use his skill set to trace the origin of the virus using its genome sequence. However, as this report mentioned, the genome sequence had somehow mysteriously vanished without a trace. But the story gets even deeper, because Dr. Bloom soon realized that it was the NIH itself that deleted this data. Here's what the report goes on to write, quote, Piecing together clues, Dr. Bloom established that the NIH itself had deleted the sequences from its own archive at the request of researchers in Wuhan. Now, he was hoping Fauci and his boss, NIH Director Dr. Francis Collins, could help him identify other deleted sequences that might shed light on the mystery. Now, just to pause here for another quick moment, there is something worth mentioning here as well, which is that, as crazy as it might sound to an outsider like myself at least, these types of data deletion arrangements are actually appear at least to be commonplace. For instance, as just another example, just yesterday, we here at the Epic Times, we came across a legal document between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Gavelston National Laboratory in Texas, and that agreement states rather unambiguously that the Wuhan lab has the right to force their American counterparts to wipe out all the data that arise from their collaborative research. And that appears to be exactly the type of agreement that the NIH had the, with the Wuhan lab as well. However, Dr. Bloom continued ahead with his research anyway, and well, here's what happened. Quote, Bloom had submitted the paper to a preprint server, a public repository of scientific papers awaiting peer review, on the same day that he sent a copy to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. It now existed in a kind of twilight zone, not published and not yet public, but almost certain to appear online soon. Dr. Francis Collins immediately organized a Zoom meeting for Sunday, June 20th. He invited two outside scientists, evolutionary biologist Christian Anderson and virologist Robert Gary, and he allowed Bloom to do the same. Bloom chose Pond and Rasmus Nielsen, a genetic biologist. That it was shaping up like an old-fashioned duel with seconds in attendance did not cross Bloom's mind at the time. But six months after that meeting, he remained so troubled by what transpired that he wrote a detailed account. And indeed, Dr. Bloom wrote a detailed account, you can see it up on screen for yourself, of exactly what transpired during that meeting. And the details that he presented, well, they really make one wonder whether these government scientists had something to hide. But you can decide that for yourself. Here's what Dr. Bloom's account went on to say. Quote, After Bloom described his research, the Zoom meeting became extremely contentious. Dr. Anderson leapt in, saying he found the preprint deeply troubling. If the Chinese scientists wanted to delete their sequences from the database, which NIH policy entitled them to do, it was unethical for Dr. Bloom to analyze them further, he claimed. And there was nothing unusual about the early genomic sequences in Wuhan. Instantly, Nielsen and Anderson were yelling at each other, with Nielsen insisting that the early Wuhan sequences were extremely puzzling and unusual. Now, I hope you notice that little detail in his account wherein he said that NIH policy allows the Chinese to have their research deleted if they so desire. That'll become re very relevant in a quick second. Here's a mm. check. Hello? Hey, Roman, it's me. Yeah, I wanted to let you know about the sponsor of today's episode, which is an awesome company called AMAC, which stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. They are quite literally one of the fastest growing conservative organizations in America, especially for those who are over the age of 50. Although, frankly, you can be any age to join AMAC. And their benef membership benefits include three different things. The first one is the money-saving benefits, because they give you a ton of discounts on things like restaurants, vitamins, uh, oil changes, all types of stuff. You can check out their website for the full list of benefits. It's pretty exhaustive. The second benefit is that they give you a subscription to their bi-monthly magazine. It's called the AMAC Magazine, and it's awesome. It has cutting-edge news, as well as really, really crisp analysis. And then the third benefit that a lot of members say is their favorite benefit is that 
AMAC fights for you, for your values on Capitol Hill. Because as they say, there is currently a socialist storm brewing in this country, and AMAC is one of the largest organizations fighting back against it. And so if you care about the future of this country, consider joining the 2 million patriots who are already members of AMAC. Just head on over to amac.us forward slash facts matter. That's amac.us forward slash facts matter and join today. As they say, the memberships are great, but the cause is even greater. I'll also throw a link to AMAC down in the description box below. And now let's head on back to the studio. And so here is how this account continues. Quote, Dr. Fauci then weighed in, objecting to the preprint's description of Chinese scientists surreptitiously deleting the sequences. The word was loaded, said Fauci, and the reason they'd asked for the deletion was unknown. That's when Anderson made a suggestion that surprised Blue. He said he was a screener at the preprint server, which gave him access to papers that weren't yet public. He then offered to either entirely delete the preprint or revise it in a way that would leave no record that this had been done. Bloom refused, saying that he doubted either option was appropriate given the contentious nature of the meeting. At that point, both Fauci and Collins distanced themselves from Anderson's offer, with Fauci saying, as Bloomer called it, just for the record, I want to be clear that I never suggested you delete or revise the preprint. They seemed to know that Anderson had gone too far. And so do you see what was happening here? These government scientists are going extremely out of their way to make sure that this research does not see the light of day. Dr. Anderson was going so far as to actually suggest making secret edits that nobody else would know about or even completely deleting the preprint altogether. Sort of like how the Chinese appear to have deleted their data. However, as the account mentioned, Dr. Bloom rejected both options. And besides demonstrating exactly what happens to scientists who step out of line, well, this investigative report actually reveals a possible crime as well. That's because according to this letter here that was written by Republican lawmakers just yesterday, when Dr. Anderson previously appeared before Congress, he made the suggestion that he had not suppressed information about the lab leak theory, which according to this new report appears to be patently false. Here's specifically what this new letter, which for your reference was written by Steve Scalise as well as Jim Jordan, and it was addressed, addressed to Dr. Anderson. Here's what it says, quote, on February 3rd, 2020, 2022, we wrote you regarding apparent attempts to conceal or cover up pertinent information regarding the origins of COVID-19, specifically the hypothesis that it leaked from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. On February 17, 2022, you responded to our letter and stated that you were not aware of and were not involved in any effort to suppress any particular theory about the origins of SARS-CoV-2. Recent reporting by Vanity Fair brings into question the truthfulness of that response. And indeed, his statements to Congress and this new investigative report, they seem to not be able to coexist in a rational sense. Then the law lawmakers go on to request clarification from Dr. Anderson and say that if it's not resolved, well, he is guilty, potentially guilty of a crime. Here's what it says, quote, pursuant to U.S. Criminal Code Section 18, subsection 1001, it says in any matter within the jurisdiction of the legislative branch of the government of the United States, knowingly and willfully making any materially false, fictitious, or fraudulent statement or representation is a crime. We therefore invite you to correct the committee record in person in a transcribed interview at your earliest convenience. Now, we here at the Epic Times, we did reach out to Dr. Anderson for comment, but we have yet to hear back. Regardless, though, if you'd like to read any of the source material that we went through today, including Dr. Bloom's account of the meeting, as well as his report on the possible origins of COVID, I'll throw all that into the description box below this video for you to check out. And all I ask in return is that you take a super, super quick moment to smash both that like button so this video can be shared out to ever more people. And also, if you haven't already, smash that subscribe button so that way you can get honest news like this delivered directly into your YouTube feed every single weekday. 
And now, as I mentioned earlier in the beginning of today's episode, well, today I published a phenomenal interview between myself and Dr. Ryan Cole over on Epic TV. Here's a trailer. I also know a lot of people have been forced to take an experimental shot, which has adverse outcomes. Nobody in the world got informed consent because nobody in the world got a full ingredients list before agreeing to getting a shot because nobody was given that information. Did we get the truth of these companies? No, were they transparent? Were our government agencies transparent? Absolutely not. Any medical product, any vaccine needs an independent outside review board that has no government interest and no industry interest. To be the truth teller from the outside looking in, an independent non-biased third party, the scientific field, the medical field, and the agencies this broken, this corrupt, and lying this much, not only to the American people, but to the people of the world, something is greatly wrong. If you'd like to check out that full interview in its glorious entirety, as well as a plethora of other great content over on Epic TV, you can find a link to it. It'll be right there at the very top of the description box. And I hope that you click on it. I hope you check it out. I hope you subscribe to Epic TV, because that way, not only can you join us in this journey that we're on of exploring this beautiful world through honors journalism based in truth and tradition, but also by subscribing to Epic TV, you are directly supporting financially the journalism that we do here at the Epic Times so that we can, well, let the truth be known not only to the entire world, but definitely to all of America. Again, that link will be right there in the description box below. And then until next time, I'm your host, Roman from the Epic Times. Stay informed and stay free.